0: Today's scripture reading is from the book of Genesis, the second chapter, 19 to the 25th verse. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them, and whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, "'This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh.'" Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. This is the word of the Lord.
1: We are continuing our our systematic study of the first three chapters of Genesis. Last week, uh, Pastor Nate looked at the 18th verse of the second chapter of the book of Genesis uh, where we read, The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. The Lord God, the Lord God, the, the Creator, Covenanter, Elohim, Yahweh, said, It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. See? Everything up to this point, God has deemed it good. But now the the writer records God's assertion that it's just not good for this human to be by himself. Uh, I don't want to retread uh, what Pastor Nate did uh, last week. He did a, a very nice job of unpacking that. Uh, did his best to stay at the 18th verse... He didn't do so well with that now, but, uh, but uh, I love him as a son he is. Um, just wasn't good for him to be alone. So we want to look at starting at the 19th verse. It's not a okay uh, scene two. No, this is a continuation. There may be a paragraph break in your Bible in the translation that you have. Uh, but this is a continuation, not a disruption of uh, what was shared here in the 18th verse. So the 19th verse begins, Now the Lord, as a consequence of what I just read, now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals, all the birds the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. Now, before you start staring hard at the bark, and it's like, well, there's no fish listed here. Well, that's, that's a logistical problem. Okay? Alright? You know? Uh, well, why the wild animals? Why, uh, why, not, why not the tamed animals? Uh, you know, Well, they got livestock. They got birds. What's the matter? You don't like uh, uh, reptiles? What's it? It's like Look at the forest. Don't stare at the bark. What's the imagery that's being presented here? Or you might say, well, if God is all-knowing and he knew beforehand it wouldn't be good for the first human to be alone, why, why all of this? And if he knows... What I need before I ask, why doesn't he just make things right, like just right now? Uh, It's not good for the man to be alone. Uh, So I'm going to hustle up, round up all of the animals, the terrestrial things, everything. Bring it to him. And I want him to uh, name them names. I don't understand. Well, first thing we need to understand is that, again, I know this is is probably not a satisfactory answer, but it is uh, probably the primary answer is uh, God doesn't think like you and I think. That's that's the number one thing we need to, to really embrace and wrap our minds around. Because if we continue to try and see what God has for us through the lens of what we think is right or reasonable in my mind, then certain things wouldn't happen. I wouldn't have met that person and we've gotten divorced. I wouldn't have uh, contracted that disease and died. I, you know, there's, there's any number of things, uh, you know, I would have gotten that promotion that, was, uh, that I felt was due me. I would, any number of things that we need to, we, otherwise you'll be frustrated puppies I'm telling you, you'll be frustrated puppies. You'll always, I just don't understand God. No, stop trying. Stop trying. Stop trying to to apply, overlay God's plan with your logic. It doesn't doesn't work, and I'm thankful for that. Well, so again, first, because he's God and he doesn't operate according to our process. uh, But second, the God of creation as well as the God of covenant is both intentional and loving. He's intentional and he's loving. And so he's bringing all, he's intentionally, he intentionally created the things in the order that he did. And he's, he's got Adam, the man, there uh, in a role to start naming the names. Um, God could have said, here's a goat. Say hello to the goat. Here's a chicken. Say hello to the chicken. Why didn't God do that? See, there we go again. We're trying to apply our human logic. You need to understand that this is a continuation of God's creative process, because what God does by allowing the human to name name, name the animals is he assumes responsibility over them. To give a name in those days, think about it as your own kids. You, you have a, a level of godlike behavior over your kids. And so what do you do when you have kids? You don't let them go around nameless. You give them a name. That's my little boo, or some unpronounceable name that we try and uh, conjure up. This, this is mine. And if we give enough thought to it, we will actually start to think about the name that we give our children, not just, oh, that sounds cute. And it's like, yeah, it sounded cute then. It's kind of like, you know let me stop. Uh, uh, we would think about the name we're giving the child, and you want it to reflect uh, the child. Yeah. That's why a couple of our daughters, you know, Rachel, Sarah. This is just one random names, just just kind of plucked. He's like, "Oh, you look like a Rachel." No, he's like, "No, no, no, no." It's like, let me think about you and the gift that you are to me. What's the right name for you? That's what God was doing here with Adam. And that gives him a level of stewardship over God's creation. To give a name meant to assert authority over it, just like we do with our kids. But another reason is for the human, Adam, to see firsthand this is everything I've created, this is everything that I've created. Maybe you can find a buddy in there. See if you can find a buddy. See if you can find a pal. You know, uh, you're a goat. Nah, 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 next. Uh, you're a chicken. Nice looking chicken. Nah. nah, 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 no, that's not for me. So God parades all of the animals And what does it say in the 20th verse? But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. Well, you need to understand that the word helper, it's got a military context. It's used in the Old Testament in a military way. It's like an ally. Someone to fight with you. So there was nobody there that could be there with me when the going gets tough to stand in the gap. Um... And that's probably not doing the word the best, deser- the best service, but I can tell you what it's not. Helper is not the thing you throw with hamburger and serve at dinner. And it is not the person that serves you dinner when you go out to a restaurant. That's not what this word, it is far from this word. Unfortunately, we read this and it's just like, well, Adam didn't have a, a helper, someone to serve me dinner. Someone to take out the trash. Someone to do the things that I like to do. Uh, that's, that's not what's being said. Think of it as a team. Think of it as a team. If everybody is equipped to do the same function on a team, you might have uh, 11 people to play football on any time offense or defense. If you're on offense and everybody's a quarterback, you got a sorry team. I don't care how good the quarterbacks are. But if everybody's playing quarterback, it's like somebody's got to hike the ball. Somebody's got to catch the ball. Somebody's got to run with the ball. It's, it, it, we need, we, we will, if, if nothing else, we will be very limited. Well, could 11 people actually function on a team, 11 quarterbacks function on a team? Yeah, but they, they won't be very good. They're probably going to lose more than that they win. You have a very limited team. So what does a loving, covenantal creator God do to remedy this situation? So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man. God takes a, a piece of the human, Adam, to create another human. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be, you know, I've heard too many times, you know, people run with it and, and they're, really, they're really trying to be, I don't know, funny, cute or whatever. Uh, but it is interesting. It's a rib. It's not, it's not something from the head. It's not something from the foot. It's rib. Kind of tucked underneath the arm, yeah. Go out on a theological limb, and it's like I can, metaphorically, I can even start to see that this part of me is in a position where I can provide protection. That this is this is this is this is right next to me, not at my head, not above my head, not at the top of my head, not at the soles of my feet, right here, right next to me, right in my arms position. I, God could have created two of the same thing. He could have. He's like, okay, I did a pretty good job with, with, with template A. Let me just stamp out another one of those. I, he didn't do that. He took, the, so he took the same from the same substance as his first creation. He then takes molds, shapes the world's act the word is actually as we look at the 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 depth of meaning of the word it's it's build I, I I'm taking something it's the same it's the same substance that I use to create the man and I'm shaping it and making it and fashioning it to be something different you remember for those of you who remember cars back in the 80s it was a dreadful time you just, Anybody remember the cars in the 80s? You know, they used to have those Chrysler K cars. They used to have those GMC cars. They were, you know, be it Cadillac, Buick, Pontiac, Chevy, they were all the same car. They just put a different emblem on it. That's all they did. They, they just, yeah, they put a, little, put a little leather instead of plastic. You get a little leather or whatever. It was the same car, same engine, same everything. That's not what we're talking about here. That's not what we're talking about here. Uh, Audi and Fords are cars. Don't tell an Audi dealer or an Audi person that their car is the same as the Ford. It's not the same car. They're both vehicles. They both have four wheels. They have an engine. Same substance, but different. Um, so what does God do next? He brings his newest Best I don 't know best creative work, uh, to the first human, and what was the first human's reaction? The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman for she has for she was taken out of man, literally, uh, this part where you say, you see, this is now, the phrase is more like. OMG. With like three exclamation marks. I'm not, I'm not playing fast and loose with it. That's, that's literally, that's, that's what's being said. It translates in a wooden way, this time she is it. This time she is it. So God caused, God caused, God caused all of this He caused intentionally caused all of this. Praise the animal, da 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 da. There's no helper, there's no military ally here for me. Go to sleep. Surgery. Wake you up. Look what I got. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. Any no explanation. And I know, we get caught up in the plumbing. It's not about the plumbing. It is like, wow. You are what I was looking for in all of these, <laughs> looking for love, in all the wrong places. <laughs> Couldn't find it. God brings it, brings her to him. Um, I've shared the story before, I share it in brief. Um, After, uh, some people call it toad time, I wouldn't be so crass as to say that, Um, when you date trying to meet somebody, trying to meet the right one, you know. I never used that word, somebody else used it on me. I guess I was the toad, you know. It's like you have to kiss a lot of frogs to get the prince, you know, so I'm not kissing frogs to get princes, but maybe princesses if you work with me on the metaphor. Uh, Well, this is a nice person. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's that's yeah. They're nice. They're nice. They're nice. Yeah, they're nice. But when I met Sister Meeks, it was, OMG. That's it. Didn't it? it the man back there who was uh, responsible for our introduction. He'll he'll he'll, he'll 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 back up exactly what I'm saying. I'm walking back. Uh, hey, how did it go? How did how did the meeting go? I'm going to marry her. You're going to what? Are you crazy? Literally, as we say, are you crazy? You don't even know her. What did you say? Did you embarrass my friend? Is this my friend? I remember. I remember. I remember his words, and I and you should remember my words. I said, "Just take it easy." I didn't say anything. I'm just telling you. I'm going to marry her. No, 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 no long, drawn out. It's, yeah, yeah, she put me through 18 months of uh, prove yourself. <laughs> prove yourself. I didn't mess up. I, I tried. I did. I did mess up a couple of times, but not a fatal one. That, that should be a lesson. It's like sometimes we screw up even besides ourselves. Um, even when God gives us that gift, you know, we can, if we're not careful, we'll screw it up. We will mess it up. 18 months later, we're married. So, this woman is called Isha. Isha, woman. For she was taken out of Ish. Isha is taken out of Ish. Same substance, but different. Same substance from different. See, Adam didn't need any, any coaxing from God. He didn't say, now, you know what to do next, boy. He's like, oh, no, I got this. <laughs> I, I, I got this. I, 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 that's why, well, I, this is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called Esha, for she was taken out of Ish." He goes poetic. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? When we get to those points of ecstasy, we just, we just go stupid. We just, we just, we just, we just, we just like, oh, baby, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then that's, the, that's what happened. He goes off on a riff. He goes poetic, and he's just like, this, after all of my trying, after all of all of my trying to make things work and trying to figure things out, and if will the goat be a good companion? Will the chicken be a good companion? We go through a lot of goats and chickens in life, don't we? Yeah, you know? a lot of two-legged, two-eyed, two-armed chickens and goats. We do. And then we 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 with the roadkill in the rearview mirror. Then sometimes we have the audacity to, 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 to get mad at God. Well, why, I didn't bring that goat into your life. You went out going over a hill, looking for goats, brought back a goat, tried to sleep with the goat. Just, just, and it's just like, now you smell like goat. Goat. <laughs> Oh, God, why did you give me this goat? I didn't give you this goat. I never gave you this goat. You got the goat. Don't blame me. So what does it mean to be, yeah, this is, this is wonderful. And also, what does it mean to be united in this way? This is where the narrator said, okay, now I need to take over here. Let me insert something. Obviously, there are, no, one's, no one's performed a marriage, although this is the first uni- uniting, if you will, uh, the narrator inserts himself sometime after uh, the event and he says, says, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. What happened at the beginning is, is, found, is foundational for marriage. If, if, you, if you miss it, you, you'll miss the passion and the permanence associated with the relationship. There's both passion and there's permanence. Adam, the man, he went off passionately and permanent. If this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, it's like you're it. You're it. I mean, Gail should have read the fine print, Pastor Nate. She should have read the fine print. Don't blame me if you didn't read the fine print. But a deal's a deal. A deal's a deal. It's a wrap. One flesh. Not in a sexual way. Not in a, even an I do way. But think of it more as a brother and sister kind of way. I know. E, uh, you know, it's just like, no, no, seriously. In a brother and sister kind of way. When you say one flesh, for those of you who have siblings, you're one flesh. The same blood that's in you is in them. It's like, that's my brother. When can they be, not be my brother? Never. When can that person not be my sister? Never. You're one flesh. That's what's going on here. See, marriage, what am I saying? Marriage is not a civil construct. I know it's fashionable to say, well, marriage is whoever just walks down an aisle and says, I do. You can probably trick two dogs to do that. And I don't mean anything disparaging like that. I don't. I don't. But you walking down the aisle and saying, I do, doesn't make a marriage. I'll say it again. Walking down the aisle, justice of the peace, whatever. I don't care who's, you say, I do. That does not make marriage. See, that's why I don't get riled up when uh, folks seem to be getting riled up. Well, I disagree with this. I disagree. Let Caesar have Caesars do. If Caesar wants to do what Caesar wants to do, that's Caesar. That's not God. I I deal with things that are holy, that are covenantal. See, marriage isn't what. Uh, uh, a state capital or a national capital or any kind of capital declares what it is. That's not what marriage is. That's why I don't get this. Like, what am I? Why would I get upset over something like that? Do your thing. Do you? Do you? Well, you know, it says, "Oh, so the, your 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 relationship with God is so fragile that it's dependent on what Caesar says." Is what you're saying? No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Trust me, no. It's irrelevant outside of God's word. Whatever is discussed, whatever is done is irrelevant to the covenant God established from the very beginning. God-ordained marriage. Um, I've shared this before. Those that are trained to deal with counterfeit currency, they don't focus on the fake stuff. The irrelevant phony money. They, they focus on what's the real deal. See, we tend to chase, chase our tails running after, well, this fraud here or this fake there. Why? What you need to do is focus on what's the real. Because when you focus on what's the real, then you can sniff out a phony. It's like, no, no, that, no, that doesn't square with, uh, that doesn't square with uh, uh, what God has ordained. I don't. I don't. I don't even have to get into an argument uh, and 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 wonder about. Well, maybe it can work. Maybe it, maybe it won't. No, no. I, I know the real. And so, when the phony comes along, you can just dismiss it as a counterfeit relationship. That could have saved us a whole lot of heartache in some of our past relationships. Because we're too busy focused on. I want I just I just don't want to be alone in bed at night. I mean for a lot of us that's 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 pretty much the that's the bar, that's the threshold. I don't want to be alone in my bed at night or I want to have some kids or whatever. It's like, you know, you can adopt kids. If you want kids, adopt some. You no, no, I mean I know I know pastor you're being too pejorative and it's like I'm, I'm marriage is more Then me having sex, me having kids, this is an this is a archetype of what God had from the very beginning. The relationship that he wants with his church. It's a it's a covenantal marriage. That's what it is. That's why he's like, I I I, I saw Christ, He's the groom coming down to meet his bride. That's me. And, And and there's this this holy spiritual union that will last forever, beyond life. So look at the result of the perfect and genuine relationship. Adam and his wife, the man and the woman, Ish and Esha, were both naked and they felt no shame. Again, you could let your mind go wild and all that good stuff. But what you think it says is not what it says or what you think It's like oh that means it's like they didn't have any sin and so they didn't know they were nude and they're just like no 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 this is it's, it's more than that it's much more than that they were if I'm naked I don't have any pockets I know and you might have fold in the skin and it look like a pocket No, no 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 I don't have any pockets. I don't have... I don't carry anything because I don't need anything. I have no reason to carry anything because I don't need anything. They were naked. They had nothing... All they needed to do was be ish and isha and just live. That's all they had to do. They, They were naked, didn't have a care in the world, man, boy, that sounds really good right about now. That really sounds good. See, that's the model. See, but for us, for us, we got all types of pockets, both real and spiritual. This is a worry pocket right here. This is a, I can't afford my rent pocket here. Uh, This is, I got a bad note from the doctor pocket here got pockets all over our body. Ish and Isha were naked. And they were chilling. How many pockets do you have? How, how, I'm just, just curious. I just, just how many pockets do you have? I know, I know, we're human. Yeah, yeah, well, you know. I, yeah. Don't get upset with God. If you're sitting there, I love Barbara Hightower. She's an excellent crocheter, but I don't want her crocheting pockets for me. I don't. God wants us to depend on him. So what we can say about this, this lovely couple, um, God has given us the ideal, the perfect. But unfortunately, we want to do things our way. We want to do things our way. Uh, Genesis 1 through 3, I've shared before, it's about relationship. Will we submit, will we bow the knee, and do the things his way, or, we, or will we do it our way? He has formed us, he has joined us, and in perfection, We were naked, and there was no awareness or need for shame. So now it's just the opposite. And you think about uh, uh, formed, joined, and naked. What do we do now? Close my eyes so you don't think I'm talking about anybody. What we do now is we get naked first. And go try and join something body. So we can form a relationship. We do just the opposite of what God said. Well, if I give my body, then then they will love me. No. No. For many of us who've uh, lived more than a minute, we know that's not the truth. But it's a sad thing. Many of us continue to do the same thing, hoping that maybe the next time it'll be different with this person, with this relationship. Naked, join, form. No, nah, it's backwards. It's backwards. Totally backward. When will we bow the knee? I already talked about choices. Diane, when will we be out of need? Let's pray.